This episode is a recorded presentation from our TraderLine conference. I'm your host, Richard Moklin. This episode is brought to you by TraderLine University, where thousands of students learn from U.S. investing champions, veteran traders, and market legends to level up their trading. Click the link in the description for an exclusive offer. This podcast is also sponsored by Interactive Brokers. At Interactive Brokers, you can trade the global markets with sophisticated and effective order execution. To learn more, click the link below. And with that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back, everybody, uh, and welcome to day three of the Traderline Trading Conference. We're super excited to have you guys here with us. Uh, to kick things off, we have an excellent presentation from Jared Tendler, um, who is the author of The Mental Game of Trading, and has worked for over 16 plus years with pro poker players, pro golfers, and of course, institutional and retail traders. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for kicking things off today. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Uh, good to see you guys, and uh, certainly welcome to everybody from around the world uh, who's here. I know some of you are probably up pretty early. Uh, some of you may be up late uh, on the uh, uh, Western Front here. Um, so yeah, let's uh, kind of dive right in here. Um, what I want to say first off, if if those of you have, haven't already, if you could fill out uh, the survey that's in the chat, uh, I want to involve you all at the beginning of this, and uh, we'll get started. Um, so the title you can see is Building a System for Trading Psychology. Uh, that, that idea may sound a little bit new for you. Uh, you know, you have a system for how you trade, how you invest. Question is like, do you have a system for how you actually manage your emotions and are able to deal with them so that they don't uh, cause the kind of problems that are quite costly? And, and so that is a, a bulk of what my work is really about. I consider myself to be a problem solver. And so as we're going through my presentation today, I want you all to be thinking about the big problems that exist in your trading today. And I'm going to try to convince you that a majority of them are actually more uh, emotionally based than you may realize. And I want to say, first off, there is a lot of good trading psychology material that is out there. Right? Uh, the question is, though, does it help you to solve the key issues that you're struggling with right in the moment? Because it's one thing to know that you shouldn't greedily jump into another trade just because uh, you see lots of other people making money uh, or greedily holding on to a position uh, and not getting out of it uh, at a time when you know you should. Right? It's one thing to know that you should have patience and be able to sit on your hands and wait until it hits, hits your target so that you can, or wait until it hits your entry so you can get in. And then of course, patiently waiting until your target to get out. But in the heat of the moment, FOMO can affect you Right. Fear of losing can affect you. Uh, anger, confidence, overconfidence, uh, you name it. Right. Uh, so being able to trust your gut, being able to be at your best as a trader day in and day out uh, is is challenging because the live market is so intense. And that brings out a lot of the basic weaknesses that you may have. Right. And so for a lot of you that have kind of made the transition from sim trading to live trading and have struggled, right, that's a big reason. Right. Because in the live market, your emotions come out because your goals are on the line, your money is on the line, right? Your future is on the line. Everything you care about in, in this endeavor is on the line. So yeah, it's going to be intense, much like it is intense for athletes to compete at the highest level, right? Those playing in the British Open right now, right? It is intense to be in those, uh, those positions. So what's, what's natural to come out are your weaknesses. So the big question is, right, do you have a system Right, a strategy to actually be able to address and manage those on a day in and day out basis. And so 
I have been in the trenches with elite traders from institutional firms, with the traders and investors, just like all of you for the last nine years now, right? And I know what it takes to actually develop and cultivate that right mindset, that right mentality uh, to be able to trade and invest in the way that you all know that you want, you want to, right? You, you do not want to be the cause of your losses. You do not want to be the cause of what uh, many would define as kind of underperforming or not really fulfilling your potential or not really being able to transition out of that day job that you uh, so desperately want to get out of, right? And so what I'm going to provide you today is, is a primer on how to begin doing that, okay? Right. Your trading system or strategy is designed to find those high probability opportunities, right? And my system is going to help you to understand when it becomes a lot more likely that you're going to do something stupid, okay? And that's the thing you want to avoid the most, okay? So before I dive in here, uh, I posted that, uh, so the, the survey has been posted in the chat. Uh, let's look at specifically uh, uh, where this comes from here. So back in November, I completed a trading psychology survey with a number of different trading entities, uh, Trader Line included. And we were able to get over 1,200 uh, respondents to the survey. And you'll see that there are uh, a wide stratification of, of uh, people from around the world, different ages, uh, and also uh, you know, fairly stratified among, among gender. Now, the results that I'm going to show you in a second here, they hold up across demographics. Okay. So pretty much everybody is struggling in the same general uh, pattern here. Uh, and so first off, uh, you know, and these are the exact same questions that you all answered. Uh, all right. So uh, first off, how many of you believe that trading psychology uh, plays an important role in trading? Okay. 96% uh, in the survey results that I, I conducted uh, said uh, that they believe that that's the case. Uh, and I'll show you uh, the results of people in the room here in a second. Uh, number two, uh, how many of you right, can see when emotions affect trading their actual trading decisions? And slight dip, but still 91%. Still a large majority of traders are able to do that. Here's the kicker. Okay? How many of you all have a concrete strategy for managing your emotions? Right? In the survey results, 34%. We're talking about a 57-point gap. Right? You're aware that it matters. You're, you can see it. But do you, can you actually deal with it in real time? And the answer for, the, for a, a vast many of traders is no. Let's see what the results are in the room here. I'm just going to refresh SurveyMonkey and see where we land. Okay, 100, oh, not quite 100%, 98.67% of you out of 75, right, believe that psychology plays an important role. How many of you can see it in real time? 90%. Okay, so basically we're, 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 we're holding pretty true here. And if we get down here, only 21% of you uh, agree that you have a concrete strategy, right? So those in the agree or neither agree nor disagree, to me, that's that answer is no, right? You don't have it yet because you either do or you don't. It's it's fairly binary. Uh, so the vast majority of you are really in the exact same boat uh, as the majority of the traders that have been surveyed. And so this is the big pattern that I noticed, you know, when I kind of entered the trading psychology field uh, a number of years ago. So uh, before I kind of dive kind of too deep into the system, I just I do want to kind of point out one more thing about my background uh, that I think is really important. It's really about this system. Okay, so I've been coaching for over 17 years now, right? I have clients in 45 countries. Richard mentioned PGA Tour players, some of the top poker players in the world, right? I don't have anybody at this year's main event final table. They're down to the final three here playing for 10 million. Uh, but I've had a number of players uh, over the years at the main event final table win bracelets win some of the biggest poker tournaments in the world. 
Uh, I've also uh, been involved with sports betters. Uh, one of the, you know, somebody in Australia making a million dollars a year uh, betting on horses. Uh, I've worked with MMA fighters. I've worked with a radiologist. I've worked with uh, e-sport athletes, worked with Team Liquid for four years, uh, coaching uh, their players and won numerous championships. And the reason I'm pointing this out is that the system that I'm talking about with you today has been honed and systematized across all of these different environments. And it's not because I know, you know as much about all those different environments. It's that the system right, is universal. It, it based, it, it's kind of based off of how you know, the, the, the brain works and how human beings operate. And so today we're gonna go through the system. Uh, I'm gonna give you some things that you're gonna be able to actually uh, take away and use on Monday, or if you trade crypto or tr trade futures, right? Trade immediately. It's, it's, this is going to help you immediately to begin to address those big mistakes that are costing you a lot of money. All right, so let's get into this. Now, the biggest problem that I see with traders is not the greed, not the FOMO, not the anger, the discipline problems, the confidence problems. The biggest problem that I see is that your, your approach to problem solving is actually backwards, right? It's the way that you're thinking about solving these mental game problems that's actually the problem, right? Many of you think that emotions are the problem when emotions are not the problem, right? So in order to actually be able to solve the fear and the greed and the FOMO and the anger, right? You need to understand what's causing it, right? Much like a weed, right? If you're gonna pull a weed out, you gotta get the roots. If you don't get the roots, the sucker's gonna grow back. And that's what has happened for many of you, right? You've made attempts to solve all of those issues and they may work for a short time. Kind of turns out to be like a placebo effect, right? You're taking a sugar pill thinking it's actually, you know, curing you of some illness and it's not, it's just a temporary reprieve and the thing just kind of grows back. So number one, if you're going to actually solve these problems, you got to begin to change your thinking about them. And that's what the first chunk of my presentation uh, is really designed to do, okay? Now, I'm going to say this again and again, okay? Emotions are not the problem, right? Emotions cause problems, right? That's why we're all here. That's why you're here, okay? But they're more of a signal of what's actually the problem, right? And it's a signal of the underlying flaws and biases and illusions or wishes or hopes that are ultimately skewing your perspective about what you're trying to accomplish. And that is the real problem, okay? So once your, your mind makes this shift, then the entire game changes, right? And then it becomes not about trying to control your emotions, right? Controlling your emotions is at best a temporary solution, right? If you break your ankle, a cast is a phenomenal temporary solution, but you don't want to just keep walking around with a cast after your ankle heals. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so many of you that are relying on control as the long-term solution are basically walking around with a cast on your ankle, but now you're actually trying to play in the British Open or you're trying to play against the best traders in the world, you know, effectively kind of handicapping yourself. So the real strategy in my mind, right? And, and the purpose of my system is to get you to actually solve the problem, pull the weed out by its roots, and then the sucker goes away, right? I'm not saying that the emotions go away as if you become robotic and numb or neutral, 
but instead your emotions become more pure. They become more of a reflection of what's going on in the market, right? Where, where you can actually kind of tap into your intuition. So excitement may show up as real kind of intuitive sense that there's big opportunity for you or fear is real intuitive sense that your positions are, uh, you know, in a compromised spot or the market is regime is changing and you need to be a bit more worried about what's going on. That kind of purity allows you to use your emotions as a tool. Right now, though, your emotions get more compromised by those biases, by those illusions, by those wishes that you are imprinting into the price action, into the market. That's the stuff that we're trying to clean out, clear out, so you can be a better version of yourself, be a better trader for yourself. Right? And that is ultimately what the system is trying to accomplish. Okay, so just to kind of further drive home this change in perspective, here are a couple more critical points that not a lot of people know, let alone traders, okay? So here we go. Number one, emotional control is a mental process. And that part of the brain has a limited capacity, okay? So hear me out here. The part of the brain where you actually have a thought, okay, you're thinking in your head, uh, that's called working memory. Working memory has a limited amount of space between five and nine pieces of information. The average is seven, okay? So you get seven pieces of data. Imagine them like puzzle pieces, okay? Seven pieces of data you can hold in your mind at one time. Well, guess what? Emotional control is one of those pieces. So when you're trying to uh, weigh a decision, right, and you're looking at your different indicators and you're uh, perceiving what's going on in the market, if you have to spend some of those puzzle pieces, some of that mental resource trying to be aware of, right, your emotions, and then having to control them, right, you're pulling mental capacity like kind of off the table. So it becomes fundamentally impossible for you to trade as well as you possibly can in those moments because you do not have the bandwidth to be able to do that because you've segmented out part of your mental capacity for emotional control and being aware of those emotions. So it's like you're going to be trying to be, be like a, a, a bouncer at a bar. <laughs> well, at the same time where you've got to actually be the one, you know, kind of taking, taking care of it. So it's, it just becomes uh, a, a, a misallocation of resources when the alternative is doing a bit more work in advance to better understand what's really causing your emotions so that you can solve them and work through them. Um, and, and frankly, like when you do this, I have uh, one client in particular who was a swing trader because he could not mentally and emotionally handle day trading. It was just too emotionally volatile for him. And when he went through this process, was able to start day trading as a result of a lot of that emotionality, a lot of that emotional volatility getting cleared out. All right. Number two, the other reason you don't want to rely on emotional control because emotions are more powerful than the mind. So that part of the brain I was just talking about can get shut down by your emotions, right? So here we're talking about uh, you know, the prefrontal cortex, just to give you uh, a, a little bit of brain knowledge there. The prefrontal cortex is a part of the frontal lobe. And, and in this region, the brain is where you think, where you plan, where you make decisions, uh, where you kind of weigh different pieces of information. And it's cool when your emotions are easier. There's more kind of flatlined uh, or kind of in a, in just in a better spot. You know, you're able to access full capacity there. 
But when your emotions start to rise, they actually can have the power to shut down that part of the brain. So that five to nine number, let's again, go back to the average of seven, will shrink to five. So now you've got five pieces of information you can weigh. Two of them are being devoted towards being aware and controlling your emotions. Now you're down to three. So from seven to three, again, you cannot uh, trade as well as you possibly can given that dynamic. And the problem gets even worse because your emotions can get so intense where they shut off that part of the brain entirely. And you all have experienced that, right? Whether it be in trading or elsewhere where you've been so angry, you're in like a blind rage or you're so greedy, you're in like a blind euphoric state where you just think nothing can go wrong. And of course, this trade is going to make uh, your entire career. It's going to be like winning the lottery or you're in a blind panic where you're so paralyzed, you're like a deer in headlights and you can't do anything, right? And you're either stuck in this position or you can't get into one that you know would be a monster. So in that spot, you're, that frontal part of the brain has completely shut down. You cannot even come close to controlling your emotions in that spot because emotional control is a mental process and emotions are more powerful than that. So those are two basic fundamentals of how the brain works. And so if you're going to develop a strategy, you must, you must take those things into consideration, right? Because otherwise your strategy is going to be, de- is, is going to basically fail just because of that. And many of you, unfortunately, have been in this situation where, where you've sort of unknowingly thought that what you were doing was right. Your emotions steamroll you. And then of course, what happens? Then you get pissed off or fearful or lose confidence because you sort of failed in that spot and you think it's down to you or the way that you're working. And it's not, if you're not accounting for these fundamental realities of how the brain works, it's like not playing by the rules of the game, right? In this case, you don't even know the rules of the game, okay? So we've all been there, right? Emotional control is a great short-term strategy, but it is not a long-term one, right? I'm gonna provide you the framework for how to actually get there. And again, the good news is, once you understand these basic realities of how the brain works, right, it doesn't make everything easier, okay, but it does give you a sense of, uh, you know, practicality for how to actually progressively work through this. Because when I think about like the mental game, and either I really like the term mental game because it does imply the dynamic nature of this, right? That there's rules, there's strategy that has to be developed, and you know, much like going to the gym, right? You could hear a presentation from a personal trainer and it all could make sense. Does that give you muscles? (laughs) No, you actually got to get into the gym and do the work. So what I'm going to provide you today is not going to be the thing that's going to actually change everything for you. Unless it does that first thing that I mentioned, which is change your perspective that can happen instantaneously. And that I do hope will happen today. But at the end of the day, you've got to do the work. And the cool thing about that is that when you do the work, you will see more results. And when you see more results, you'll feel a sense of uh, of optimism towards solving these problems that may have been around for quite a long time. Okay, And I can tell you that from the clients that I've worked with over the years, from the people that have read my book or uh, gone to the Trader Line Masterclass, the uh, uh, Trading Psychology Masterclass, you can see the optimism and the hope, even if the problems haven't been solved yet. Just knowing that you're on a path, knowing that you're on a road that is different from where you were before, you know, can really change a lot and actually remove a chunk of emotions. All right. 
So let's keep going on here. Uh, so now that you understand why you cannot rely on emotional control and why your goal needs to be identifying and correcting the cause of your emotions, let's start actually doing that, okay? So whether you have realized it or not, the costly or repetitive mistakes that you make, right, the mistakes that you know better than not to make are not a consequence of your lack of skill or experience. They are caused by your emotions. And we know that because you don't need to learn anything more about trading. You don't need to improve anything with your terms of your indicators or your system or your strategy to get better in those spots. Of course, we can always get better. And I would want you to do that. But in, in, this, in, in these situations, right, the FOMO, the greed, the anger, right, you know that when you lose, you know, two trades in a row, you should not triple down on the third. And yet you do in that moment. And you might even be aware in the moment that you shouldn't do that. But I hope you now understand, right, that being aware that what you're doing is wrong in the moment, right, is a consequence of that emotionality being too high. And that actually can be one of the worst spots to be in. It's kind of like you're 80% of the way towards that blue screen where your emotions have completely compromised you, right? But you're now in the spot where you're aware that what you're doing is wrong, and yet you cannot stop yourself. And that can cause a lot of, you know, fear and anger, overcome, uh, loss of confidence when you can, you know, feel like you're just like kind of self-sabotaging yourself and undercutting yourself. Like, why, why would you possibly do that? And it's not, you are not the problem again. It's your perspective that's the problem. You are just kind of being paralyzed in those moments because the emotions are high enough. And so what happens in those moments is that you make those mistakes that you know you ought not to make. Okay. So once you understand that, the goal becomes less around trying to gain control in the moment. And now it ought to be trying to understand what the heck is happening. Why have your emotions gotten so intense? What is causing them, right? Those are questions that you want to begin to ask yourself in those spots. Now, the good thing is, and I know maybe some of you may not think of this as a good thing, but I think of it as a good thing because it's helpful. The good thing is that these mistakes happen in repetitive patterns. Okay, so much like the patterns that you see in the market that are providing you the opportunity to make profit, your mistakes happen in repetitive patterns. And so, yes, on the one hand, that can be immensely infuriating, right? It's that Einstein quote, right? Uh, the definition of, ins of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Why the heck am I doing this thinking that something else is going to happen? It's like, again, you, you've lost control. You're not consciously choosing to do this, right? You're just sort of relying on your instincts in that moment. And your instincts are telling you, yeah, this is a good opportunity, right? I should, you know, kind of FOMO in. And that makes sense. In the moment, it makes sense, right? Yes, of course, I should triple down on this position, right? It makes sense in the moment. But because they happen in repetitive patterns, it gives you the opportunity to actually better understand what is happening. So you can begin to study your pattern, right? And actually learn uh, the different ways in which it shows up. And that can give you the opportunity for foresight, right? Right now, too many of you are relying on hindsight. You know retroactively, you know, that you shouldn't have done that, but you can't necessarily predict that it's going to happen. And so, again, it's the exact same thing with trading, right? You may be able to see where the profit was, you know, in backtesting or in hindsight, but can you actually take the trades? Can you actually see the mental game problems in advance? That is where what you were working towards that is what my system is designed to help you to do okay and that outcome is possible 
really the question is kind of like, how long is it going to take you to get there? Okay. Now, again, uh, this is probably repetitive at this point already, right? Emotions are more powerful. They're powerful enough to compel you to make mistakes if you are blind to their presence. Okay. So the, the place where we begin here uh, is in starting to actually uh, learn where your psychology, where your emotions uh, are causing those costly mistakes. And I, I can, I mean, I guarantee all of you, you just think about how much those mistakes cost you, not on a daily basis, because on a daily basis, I mean, unless you're like blowing out accounts regularly, right? It's, it can be more of a slow bleed, but think about it week over week, month over month, or the next 12 months, how much are these things actually costing you? And how much of your time would you be willing to invest to solve them? How much of your capital would you be willing to invest to solve them? And my guess is uh, all of you would be uh, quite happy to do that. All right. So uh, as we begin looking closer at the emotions causing your costly and repetitive mistakes, uh, let's look at the big five, in my mind, uh, psychology, uh, psychological problems that pretty much every trader uh, experiences to some degree or another or have at some point in their career. All right. The first one. Uh, everybody's favorite greed. So in my mind, greed is a problem, but not in the same way that maybe you all think of it, right? The greed fear index is a great popular kind of heuristic that you might see in the media, but it is really pretty bad in terms of actually helping traders, helping investors to better understand what's going on with their emotions. Because if we look at greed, what the heck is behind it, right? The greed is basically your desire to make more money, but that's kind of your job. So what the heck's the problem here, right? Your job is to make money. Not a single person on the planet would say that Tiger Woods, that Rafa Nadal, that any of the elite athletes that exist in the world, that they're greedy for wanting to win more, right? You know, trying to win more championships. It doesn't even make any sense. How could that be greed? And yet, Greed does exist in all competitive environments because it, in my mind, kind of draws that line between your attempts at winning kind of cross this line where you're now actually making decisions, uh, making plays, doing things that are actually going to lower your chances of success. Okay. So the trouble with greed is that there's nobody who can observe you trading and say, oh, you're, you're being greedy because they don't know your system or strategy well enough to know where that line is. You have to make the determination where your ambition crosses that line and now it's actually greedy and then has a, has a greater than likelihood chance of costing. Now, the funny thing is, right, in trading, right, greed is not always going to punish you. And sometimes those false positives where your greedy attempts to make more money actually pays off, cost you more in the long run. Because now you think that uh, that is the line and that behavior is going to get punished in the future and can cause some pretty big drawdowns, pretty big losses. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard many of traders who've experienced that, uh, if not yourself. So again, greed is really not necessarily a problem in and of itself. It's more of a question of what is going to compel your ambition to get so outsized that it's going to actually going to cost you money. And in my experience, my research, it's really more about fear and anger overconfidence, loss of confidence that really is kind of compelling you to cross that line. So I say greed is, is a real issue because you can kind of map it and you can chart it and you can become more aware of where it's occurring. But when it comes down to actually solving it, 
we've got to think about it more in those other buckets, which I'm going to get to here in a minute. Uh, okay, so fear. Fear and trading is overblown. Um, again, I think that fear, greed, that greed, fear index, you know, kind of makes fear out to be a bigger problem uh, in the trading world than it is. Uh, now, I got my start in poker uh, in 2008, and I was coming from the golf world, and I, you know, I played poker as a kid and kind of knew, but, you know, there's a big difference between that and, you know, some of the best players in the world. And when I came to poker, what I found was that anger was a far bigger issue. Uh, than it was uh, was anything else. In in trading, what I found is that fear seems to be the far bigger issue uh, in terms of all the mental game issues. And and the research that I talked about from November actually confirmed that. Now, I do think though that the fear is overblown because the barriers to entry to get into trading are very, very minimal. I mean, literally you have money and you can trade. What are the barriers to entry to play in the NFL or the English Premier League or you know, in the British Open. 